Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yeah, it sure is time for the Roundtable Podcast, Tuesday night, your destination each and every week for 2016. We're going through a four-parter for this season preview, week two, or part two this week. I've got Andrew Moldog Molinaroli with me as always. How are you, mate? Very good, mate. Very uh, excited from the uh, last week of footy. It was really, uh, really fun to watch, and yeah, can't wait for the footy to start. Yeah, I know. It was a great introduction, the nines. We're going to go through it in a moment in detail. Peter Henscombe with us again. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good. And uh, as Andrew said, yeah, it's good to finally get the uh, the footy season going. And all these para fans out there are still celebrating the first trophy in about 30 years. <laughs> yes. Dusting off the trophy cabinet, Ryan MS with us for the first time in 2016. Happy New Year. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, good, good. I'm good. And the uh, the Parramatta Eels, hey, uh, who, who would have thunk it, the uh, coming up trumps there and the nines? Well, certainly not me. <laughs> Let's get right into it now and let's talk about some of the top players that, that played um, in, in the Nines tournament that we, that we saw. And we'll start with Parramatta. I mean, Ryan, Corey Norman was the standout player of the tournament, but we've seen him play well in Nines before. Do you adjust your rating for him supercoach-wise or, or is it more a case of this is really where he, where he fits in and, and not, you know, we expect it as much? Oh, I don't know. You'd probably expect it as much in, in nines, but look, you never know because you, everyone's well aware that Parramatta now has um, Kieran Foran in the side as well now, mm. um, and that'll probably help out in Norman's game um, regardless of where he ends up playing. Um, and the thing is that, yeah, he seemed to really take a, like, a leadership role, so maybe perhaps that's what's happened um, in, the pre, in the pre-season that he's been told that... Um, you know, he's going to have more of that kind of job. So perhaps that, that's what he's rising to. 312000 I mean, it's a useful price, Andrew. But one thing, I mean, he's more of a half than a fullback and they've brought Michael Gordon over anyway. But in the halves, he plays left side. So does Kieran Foran. So who who makes the adjustment there when we get to round one? Well, I mean, Foran is your, your marquee man, so he plays wherever he wants to. But... I think Corey Norman is kind of like the player that could play both sides of the ruck and or he can just you know, drift in and out when he wants to, let Kieran Foran kind of run the left side and then and Norman, if he, if, he needs, if he needs to, you know, inject himself somewhere, he, he, he will. Um, yeah, I don't see... I'll probably see a bit more freedom and, and maybe more supercoach points coming from Kieran Foran coming over from my beloved Sea Eagles. Yeah, yeah, well... You know, Foran's always been that player where it's like, well, you know, he's not much of a super coach performer, even though he's been good. This uh, last year, sorry, he actually did start posting some half decent numbers, particularly the games Cherry Evans didn't play. So it will be interesting to see there. I thought Bevan French, Andrew, was uh, excite excitement machine at the nines too. They're on the wing, you know, breaking the records for the most number of tries in, in the tournament. You know, eight tries. I think the previous record was five. Um, I guess the outside backs are fairly um, confirmed, I guess, over there. Takarangi, Jennings coming over, obviously Rad Raja. But maybe there's still a spot for French on the wing? 
Oh, I think there, there might be. I mean, after that performance, how can you say no? He, uh, you know, broke broke the record, and and he, he looks all the bit uh, a first grader. It's just I think he just needs to put a bit more bulk on. I heard Brad Arthur on the radio saying that he he does need to put a bit of uh, weight on, but if he's ready, he's ready. And I don't think uh, Brad Arthur is going to be shy about chucking him in if if he is ready. Yeah, and and a couple of other players. I thought Mitch Gornish was pretty good. Two coming up from from the Raiders, um, and Tepai Maroa and Pete. You know this this is a guy we've sort of had wraps on for a while. Only two hundred and forty seven thousand. Are we starting to see now him taking that next step? Was the nines maybe you know a, a, an indicator to say okay he's gonna he's gonna move up and you know fulfil some of those expectations? Yeah, well that's right. Each year at the nines, you you get to see a few players who actually. Um, you know, who really put their stamp on it. Uh, some young guys and up-and-comers, for example, last year with Jack Bird. So, yeah, I think he will, uh, um, young Moreau will definitely uh, be on the way up this year. Well, speaking of guys putting their stamp on, on a tournament, uh, Ryan, Ignatius Parsi, a guy you loved last year at the Gold Coast, he's, a, he's a seemingly put himself now on the Supercoach map. That was an outstanding nines tournament for a surprisingly good Gold Coast um, team. Yeah, that's right. He was um, pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, um, kicking through, at everything. I <laughs> know, oh, exactly, yeah, through all the skill sets as well as just being a giant human being. Um, and he did some, yeah, did some really good things. And I think if he can keep up that kind of energy, um, even if it's in, you know, limited stints, that'll certainly uh, help the Titans. And, yeah, I think he's, def- he's definitely worth looking at for your, for your Supercoach team. Chris McCrean was pretty strong as well, uh, I thought, up at the Gold Coast. Not really a player who's ever really dominated in the supercatch scene, Andrew, but, um, you know, the move, maybe he's got to get more involved up there. Do you see an uptick for him? I mean, he made the, um, I think, the, the team of the tournament and, and probably deservedly so. I, th- I thought he was quite good. I mean, you do forget that he started his career on the wing, don't, don't you? I mean, yes. he, he made a break and he just, the speed he had, he just took away from everyone. It was yeah. just, it was really surprising, but not surprising because you, you remember he was a winger. Um, as a super coach, but I don't know, he, he'll probably have a bit more responsibility, but I still see him as like a, a right or a left-hand second row, not like someone who's going to get down and dirty and, and make all those tackles yeah. and, and, you know, just bump up your points. So I, I don't see him as a, as a super coach staple just yet. 249000 it's the price you like, but, but as you say, when we're looking at, at, at second rowers for Supercoach, you want those middle third players more often than the edge players, unless they're making 50, 60 tackles. Yeah, match. scoring tries, you know, the usual line breaks, tries. Gavin Cooper. <laughs> then the rest, <laughs> I think. Um, Pete, one of the guys coming from your team, the Dragons, to, to Ryan and my team's the Tigers, Josh Adokar. While they didn't move through the second round or the quarterfinals, I thought he, he put his hand up as someone to say, well, there's a spot on the wing with Pat Richards gone. Um, you know, what, what do you make of Adokar and, and that blazing speed? Yeah, I saw a little bit of him um, last year and, yeah, was quite impressed. Uh, it was disappointing to lose him, but then again with, um, with some of the quality in the Dragons back on these days with Nightingale and, and Mataratia there, it's, it's sort of hard to... Um, to get past him. So, no, it's good to see him get an opportunity at the Tigers. And, you know, if he can get on, on the outside of a bloke like uh, Simona or someone at the Tigers, um, you know, uh, the sky might be the limit for him, given it a chance. 
Yeah, and Ryan, what about the Storm? I mean, you know, they got through to the semi-finals, and, and a typical performance, really, you expect from Craig Bellamy. But we're, you know, we're looking at at prop forwards in particular. Mark Nichols, I think, is one. You know, unfashionable but very cheap, and, and he gets the best out of these guys. Is there something to take away from from the Nines regarding the Storm? Well, look, I always, you always think that, especially with Craig Bellamy, and um. I guess unsung or unknown forwards that you're always going to get a surprise and it's always going to be consistent and there's going to be a fair bit of quality about it. So I think definitely you want to, you want to trawl through the, um, through the storms list. Just have a look at the front row forwards, second rowers and just have a look around like you've got your names there. But then as you said before, the unsung guys um, and especially those guys that played with the nines, they, they churned out some pretty good work. I thought, um, for guys who weren't, you know, like better down first graders. Yeah, that's right. And Tohu Harris, I think, you know, he, he made the nines um, team in the tournament as well. He's such a hefty price, but geez, you just you just never he he, he put up those big numbers, doesn't he? Um, yep. Andrew, we talked about uh, the Roosters as well last week in depth, but we got to see firsthand the speed of guys like Latrell Mitchell and also Slaw Menkor, though. There's been an injury concern there. You know, did, did either of those stand out more than the others or both? I think they both did. I mean, uh, Mitchell's come with a bit of a reputation and Slamenko's, I think, been in Japanese rugby. So, I mean, they, they know how to play, obviously, and, and there's some spots available at, at the races at the moment. So, mm. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know what Trent Robinson's going to do, obviously, but there are spots in the back line now that Jennings isn't there. Um uh, Pierce is not going to be there for a little while, you know. Maloney's not there, but uh, yeah, it's, there, there's some options there for for a, a Roosters supporter or a Roosters cheapy in the back line. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The only the only thing I'm not as sold on um, now are, are the halves of Pierce out with, with Hastings, another good cheapy option. Um, you know, but we didn't get to see him on the weekend, but. Uh, I did think Slamanko, even though he did a, a left-hand injury, he's someone now really gets put on your watch list or maybe even your bench. Um, Pete, I'm interested in, you know, the Cowboys probably underperformed there. Um, but Gavin Cooper, I mean, unreal again, you know, taking over as captain with no Jonathan Thurst and, you know, scoring tries at will. I, I just, we, we mentioned him briefly earlier, he's the second rower to own, is, is he not in Supercoach? Yeah, you'd have to say that, uh, particularly with you know, some of the other players like Gallon and, and Parker, sort of a little, you know, they've been great in Supercoach in the past, but maybe a slight question mark hanging over them these days. Um, and Parramatta supporters are still trying to get over his three-try performance where I think the Cowboys came from about 24, 26 points down uh, last year at Paris Stadium. So, no, you'd, you'd definitely try and squeeze him in there if you possibly can. Yeah, yeah, I, I think... You know, when you're looking at those big name players that you want to sort of revolve your team around, I think Cooper's got to be in there. Ryan, what about the Warriors? You know, they almost uh, did it. You know, favourites again for the Nines. Sean Johnson seemingly coming back okay from that injury until you know an awkward um, collision with Hanari Wells, and then they're saying it's a cork. Um, can you still trust him? Is is that a worry? I mean, he looked good until that moment. Look, I think he can because I think he showed enough to say that. Yeah, he he's definitely over his uh, over his uh, injury issues. 
Um, yeah, that was unfortunate that he had that he uh, that he got that um, cork or that bump or whatever they're calling it. Um, but yeah, I definitely think he's not he's he's uh, well worth putting in your team. But I guess it's one of those things where leading into the season before round one, you're going to get a fair idea of if they of if the Warriors have faith in him in terms of um, if he's over the injuries or not. And Roger Tuivasa Shek, I think. You know, he he showed that the the, the move um, over the Tasman, yeah, is not going to do any harm to his super coach um, output. No, that was amazing. Basically, picks himself almost. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, go to your team, um, Andrew Manley. I mean, they're in, you know, they're in the papers, I guess, for for a lot of the wrong reasons with all the injury toll. Although, I think that there's something, you know, in what Trent Barrett's getting at. Maybe not. Entirely, I don't think that you you know throw away a, a great tournament because one team suffered a few injuries. But I, I was upset that they they didn't bring. I think it was young Dylan Kelly. Uh, I thought that was a real slap in the face to player welfare when they didn't enable him to play that second day. So I think he does have a you know he, he does have a few good points, um, but it opens a, a lot of doors there at, at Manly. You've got Hodges probably gone for the year. Jaden Hodges, Jamie Bure is out. With a broken jaw, six to eight weeks. Um, yeah, not not a great tournament for your boys. No, I mean you can understand where Trent Barrett's coming from. It's uh, you know it was a pretty it was a no brainer. You know George Tafua couldn't play because he got injured, and then we couldn't replace him. So we'll, before the tournament started, we were a man down. But I mean, like you're saying, the concept's great, and and I wouldn't change too much. I mean, obviously those little things that that you can't foresee, but yeah, with, with, with Manly, it's, it always happens to one team. And unfortunately it was my mob this year. Yeah. And I'm interested, uh, I'm interested to know, actually this leads us to our tweets. And if you want to tweet us at supercoach pro, supercoach P R O S or read out your tweets on the show, usually in the show, but this one is a good one from Sambo Rambo. So we're just incorporating it early. Do you think um, Coruscant plays or is he likely to be stood down? And this ties into the nines. Um, obviously, if you haven't heard episode Coruscant dealing with off-field drama, has been um, arrested, uh, I believe, or charged with a, a, an incident revolving around a domestic violence uh, alleged. And um, so he could be stood down for a while. We'd suggest with the current climate around these sort of things, we've seen Kirisome Elvava, we've seen Robert Louis cop heavy punishments. Um, we would assume that Coruscant, you know, that, that they would take a course of action of stood down until the investigation is completed. Um, this opens a door for one of the other top performers at the Nines, um, Matt Parcell, the, the, the Brisbane import there for the Seagulls at Hooker. I mean, I think it's a no-brainer for the past. I mean, all that alleged uh, stuff aside, I think, uh, yeah, he's a no-brainer. The way he played and the way he can play, I mean, I saw a bit of him in the Ipswich, Ipswich Jets colours. Uh, I think he scored five tries in one game. Yeah. He's 137,000. He's going to get game time this year. The, the way that Trent Barrett's talking, it's, yeah, it's a no, no-brainer. Um, as, yeah, for Coruscant, I guess it's a wait and see. Yeah, obviously we mentioned Hodges already out. Bureau, who can play hooker, you know, out for at least the first few weeks. Lewis Brown might be the other option. Might be up to, yeah, but I mean, he, he's a pretty decent pickup anyway. He can play centre and second row. You know, yeah. one of those dual positions. So 
he's not he's not a bad option. He might even if he does get a a run at hooker. It, it opens up, Pete, when you look at strategy. You've got already Danny Levy from Newcastle, who actually played. You know, he, he didn't let anyone down there in the nines. He, he's, he's still on the improve. He's 184. You've got Parcel 137. Do, do you load up other positions and go light on at hooker, or do you still want that big name, that Cameron Smith or you know James Seguero or McCulloch uh, at hooker, and then just go choose one, either Levy or Parcel on the bench, or do you say, no, I'll take a shot here with two rookies or two younger players and hope to make a bit of money out of, out of them both? Um, it's it's a really tough call. I, I fancy the conservative option myself and going for a bigger name at hooker. I think uh, the one you mentioned there, Andrew McCulloch, is is a really um, a good value pick in, in the hooker position. He's not going to cost you as much as someone like a Cameron Smith, and you know he's going to He's going to go all day, every game, you know, sort of thing. His, his work rate is outstanding. With these other young guys, I really like, as we mentioned before, I really like Danny Levi from Newcastle and a couple of these other young guys. But, yeah, I'm not sure whether that, we'll see how much game time they get. But, yeah, I would go for the I go the conservative option, I think, go for the big name at Hooker and, and, a, and a cheapie as a reserve. In right. saying that, I, yeah. I think it's a... It's not. It's not a bad option to look at. I mean, if you want to save money, those are pretty, two pretty decent options at a hooker for now. Mm, yeah, and I, I'm. I'm just looking at some of those other key positions, and I look at guys like Johnson, Thurston, Tuivasa-Sheck. I think you've got to have them in your lineup. And Ryan, I'd, I'd be interested to see your sort of approach. You know, starting to build, craft together your your, your twenty-five for round one. Uh, you know, guys like Sam Burgess coming back looks a little bit underpriced. We're going to talk about Souths in a moment in depth. We'll get to him. But, it, you know, somewhere you're going to have to cut a corner. Centres and wingers is an obvious one, but is Hooker now becoming that other one where make your money early and then go and buy that, that big name a bit later on, particularly if Cameron Smith, who looks a bit overpriced, comes back to the field salary-wise? Well, yeah, that's your... I, I think that's... A solid um, strategy. However, there's also when you pick a guy, say, um, such as Isaac Luke, for example, who's not going to play Origin. Mm. Um, you know, he's going to be in there all year. You know, barring injury, of course. But you know, and he's relatively um, expensive at three seventy five hundred. Um, and then you, yeah, you throw off your other bench spot to someone who might get some minutes. But, you know, he's not really ever in your calculations. Um, it's kind of tough because, yeah, as it was, Hooker used to be, um, well, not perhaps last season, but the season before used to be very uh, vitally important. Before they changed, they split them up. Isn't it interesting how one small change can make such a big change yeah. strategically? You know? Exactly. So it might be worth having a look. Um, in terms, because you might be able to grab yourself like a couple of gun second row forwards um, that put up, you know, your consistent points mm. uh, each week. Simon Mannering, and, Gavin Yeah, Cooper. guys like that. Um, Ethan Lowe. Um, it's just, yeah, it's going to be a real balance and that's a very good point you raised about the nines. We're going to get into the strategy a lot more next week. We're going to start to, to nut it out. If you're going for the overall win to, compared to going for head-to-head, it's a different strategy. It is a different ball game that you're playing. If you're in a league, if you're in a, in a tournament and your main objective is winning that, 
winning that league or is your main objective going for the glory? We're going to get more into that next week. And we're going to go through those um, four teams in a moment now, Souths, the Bulldogs, um, as well as the Dragons and the Sharks. Look, it's very important that you go online, www.supercoachpros.com. We've updated the pre-season player players now for, for pre-season player pages now for 2015. You can have a look there. Um, got all the information, whether they're a, a player is overs or unders. Maybe they're a steal, maybe they're a void. You know, a little bit of a blurb on, on what we think for each and every player that you can pick for your Supercoach team. Um, and we're going to put up all sorts of information as we go uh, along. Um, one of the key things, and we've got some exciting announcements to make you know, heading into the season, um, uh, we're, we're going to go more in-depth with injuries um, this year. We've already talked about a few of those injuries from the nines, and we'll be able to, to bring in um, um, a special announcement of, of someone we're bringing on board um, that can give us expert information in regards to injury timetables, sport, specifically with sports injuries, and um, just to give you another edge, another reason to follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros and to go to that website, www.supercoachpros.com. Basically, your, your, your one-stop shop is right here at the website, at the Twitter handle. I did want to mention um, a couple of other injuries from the nines before we move on to the four um, the, the four teams in depth. Manu Mao, knee injury, looks like he'll be all right. Alex Johnston had a shoulder. That's one to watch. Still, we think he'll be okay. Cameron Munster, out um, medial ligament. So he's four to six weeks, looks likely. Hanari Wells, hamstring, he'll be out for a while. Not that we select, suggested that he'd be selected anyway. Uh, Corey Oates. Um, didn't play in day two with a back injury and your Kitty Gleiman for the Dragons did a hamstring. So, you know, not just the, the guys we mentioned, but um, also those. And finally, Roger Tuivasa-Shek has done a calf, won't play in the All-Stars, but he should be okay. So it's, so these injuries, this is stuff we're going to go right into detail as, as we hit the, the regular season. And so make sure that you, you stay tuned here and on the website there, www.supercoachpros.com. Okay, guys, uh, it's time to have a look now at these four teams in depth. We're going to start with the Bulldogs. Uh, Ryan, you know, let, let's, let's sort of looking, I guess, what you think the, the Dogs are going to do this year, where they're going to finish, and also any, any key supercoach players to keep an eye on. Yeah, I think the Dogs will have an okay year and they'll finish around um, probably the eight or nine mark um, in amongst that lot. Um, they're hard to place, actually because uh, you just don't don't quite know what they're going to serve up. Um, but being a Des Hasler coach team, you know that um, they're definitely going to um, put their best foot forward. Look, I think their best three, um, or at least the three that I think will probably garner the most points, regardless of how much they cost. Obviously, James Graham's there. Um, and by and um, Leisha from last year, who was... Um, he put up so many consistent points just uh, through his defence alone, so... If he adds a, another bow to a bit more um, ball playing, perhaps there'll be a few more um, points on the offer there um, in that in that hooking role. Yeah, good good points there. I think you know Andrew looking at at Michael Leacher. I mean, three thirty one thousand is you know we're talking about value hookers. I, I think it's a good point. And do you see that? Do you see that? And what about other players there from from the Bulldogs? Oh, I mean the. the I don't think that's very good value for for Michael Leach. He didn't really uh, 
perform last year to, to what I, I mean. I had him last year because he was a, a cheapie, obviously, but he just didn't really perform to that to that kind of level. I don't think the uh, that's the right money for him. He might he'll probably go down and then he might pick up a little bit. But yeah, like I said, I don't think it's very good value. Um, as for I, I just I, I love the way James Graham plays. I think uh, he's the 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 star in their team, the captain here. Uh, yeah. I love. Everything he does, and and yeah, he's he's um, churns out the points. I mean, he's not he's not he doesn't get up there, but he's so consistent. So I mean, you know what you're going to get when you you get a uh, James Graham in your team. Um, I agree with you with Graham, and I'm wondering if the interchange is actually going to um, help him having two less interchanges. Will he play more minutes? Well, I mean, he. I think he almost plays the first half anyway, doesn't he? Yep, he, yep. he really comes off. So you you might be right there. And Desi does love love players with big motors, and and you know that's if that's one less trade that uh, sorry interchange that Desi has to worry about. Then you know if someone's potential to do it, it's it's James Graham, especially in the front row. Sean Lane was good again. The nines two fifty six thousand. Um, is he someone to consider, or is the price a touch too high? Oh no, he's he's okay. That's, I mean, I think he's priced all right. It just depends on how he plays this year. Um, he did have a, a breakout first couple of games, didn't he? And he's just scoring crazy amounts. Um, yeah, the tries. He did it again in the nines. He has, has an uncanny knack of getting over the line for. Well, a that, I mean, that might be. He might be a, a, a good try scoring forward. You know, um, he just needs to start kicking goals and he'd be perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he. he he didn't let up too much last year, did he? So I mean, it might be a bit different playing outside um, without Hawkinson, but I I, I don't know. I, I you know, it's not like Embi and, and Reynolds are going to be totally foreign to him. So who who knows? It, it, but he's one to watch. He, he I, I did like him last year. He he was consistent as well. Mm. It's a little drop off right towards the end end of the year before the the finals. Um, where do you see him finishing? I have them in the eights. Do I? I really rate Des as as a coach. Um, yeah, I, I can't see them not finishing. I mean, I had them winning the comp last year, but um, yeah, they obviously. I don't think they they're a top four team, but I think they're better than than a um. They're better. They will be better than the um, teams outside of the eight. Of, yeah, a lot of pundits think they might take a step back. But uh, Pete, what do you make of it of the dogs this year? Uh, interesting. Haven't really. Um... Haven't really changed a lot from last year. Um, the loss, uh, player-wise, is interesting with the loss of Trent Hodkinson uh, and also um, Craig Pritchard, who was playing 80 minutes there and playing the best football I've ever seen him play, I think, yeah. um, and particularly second half of last year. Another reason to look at Sean Lane, I guess he could take over from Pritchard. Maybe, and also uh, David Clemmer as well could be another yep. one uh, there. Um, with... Uh, and the only re- recruitment of, of note well, that's, that's really got attention um, has been, of course, uh, Will Hopawadi. But for me, they haven't really gained anything there. And he's about the two fifty to sixty thousand mark. Um, just a little bargain there for the Bulldogs. He's not getting a lot of media coverage, um, but he is a New Zealander. The Warriors really want to hang on to him, um, but of course, they bought two of us a Sheck. His name is Brad Abbey. Um, he can play uh, fullback or winger. Yep, and yep. We saw him at the nines. Now, there's some sort of injury doubts. Like Brett Morris has come back from off-season surgery, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
Um, and if we remember this time last year, uh, Curtis Rona hadn't really um, exactly set the world on fire, and then he ended up second top try scorer and and put up, you know, obviously quite a few points for a winger in Supercoach. So he might be just one to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, in that same vein, Tyrone Phillips um, had a good nines tournament, 151,000. He played the one game last year on the wing, but could be a couple of players there at least to watch. Pete, where do you see the dogs finishing? Um, I don't see them um, making the eight because they haven't got a quality halfback for mine. I would see them at ninth. I agree with uh, Mr. MS. Yeah, I, I think the dogs will squeeze into eight, but I think... I think it's going to be tight. I'd look at teams like them, the Eels and the, and the Dragons, who are going to get to shortly, very similar. And probably the Eagles as well. So, you know, I've got the dogs sneaking in there, but, but you could probably toss a coin, uh, probably come down to one or two games of, of you know, of, that, of those sort of teams. Um, I do think James Graham's probably one that you can look at owning. Look, in the years gone by, he's always been a very solid supercoach performer, but perhaps just a touch below those top-end guys. And when you get closer and closer to finals, and Graham, as good as he's been for your year, he starts becoming a bit of a liability because your opponents have got those slightly bigger names than you've got in that position, and they're slightly outscoring you, and it's, and it's critical. So the interchange, the change of the interchange is really the key here. If Graham gets those few extra minutes and puts up that extra 5 to 10, 15 points a game, they'll make all the difference. Certainly a price worth owning. I think Tolman, who played very well last year, is a little high. Um, so I think you're definitely looking at Graham. I think uh, Pete mentioned David Clemmer. I don't think he'll play on the edge, so I don't know if he'll take over much from Frank Pritchard. I still think he'll be coming off the bench playing middle third, um, taking over from your Eastwoods and Tolman's and Graham's um, more so than not on in, coming in off the edge. So that opens up Sean Lane as an option. I don't agree with Andrew about Michael Leacher. I do think that, he's, that that price is okay for him, although I do agree last year he didn't perform maybe as his expectations. And, and the key would be how, how much can he improve. Um, and the other thing, of course, with hookers, until we saw Damien Cook go berserk in the finals, we hadn't really seen it with Des Hasler. You know, he's had Matt Bellin at Manly, then Michael Ennis, and then Leacher goes there. And again, we see these solid performers, good tacklers, but they're not quite putting up those... Um, they're, not, they're not central to the, the type of attack that has the play. So you've got to be aware of that if you're, if you're thinking about Michael Leacher. Let's move on to the Dragons now. Ryan, how do you see them going in um, 2016? Yeah, I don't see them making the eight. I know they did last season and they put up a great effort, um, but I think other teams have just recruited a touch better. Um, they're not going to be too far away, and I think they're, they're going to just be outside, maybe on for and against perhaps. Uh, look, I think that their best players coming into the season, um, obviously Gareth Widdop's there. Um, Aiken, they did pick up Tim Lafay, and I think he's a, he'll be a good get. Um, not not only for the Dragons, but Supercoach-wise. And um, Tyson Frizzell as a as one of those second rowers who, who gives you con- the, those consistent points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frizzell was very good last year. Um, Pete, Dragons are your team. Um, you know, can you give us some inside info there? <laughs> it's hard. Um, their recruitment is, yeah, I, it's hard to sort of to disagree with what, 
been said. Although, um, in terms of their recruitment, I do like the. I was wrapped with the pickup of Tim Laffey. I think he will do pretty well this year. It's um, it's something that the Dragons have been looking for since the departure of Gaznia. Really, is someone with a bit of speed and footwork in the outside backs. So it, it should be good for them, I think. Uh, maybe running off, uh, running off with it. Um, Kurt Mann from the um, from Melbourne, I think he's a great pick-up too, this former Queenslander. Um, How, how's his defence, but Because that's what cost him the starting spot in Melbourne. Yeah, I think he'll be right. Well, he's going to be playing under a former uh, New South Wales and Australian yep. uh, rep centre, so hopefully his defence will come along. Um, yeah, it was sort of hard for him to, to pin down a permanent spot there for, for Melbourne, but um, no, they've, they've apparently got very high hopes for him, so... And in Supercoach at the moment, he's got the flexibility of playing either fullback or centre. Yeah, and he played um, well at the nine, so I was impressed. So, you know, there's some positives entering. Well, I guess a great thing with the Dragons, we get to see the charity shield. And that's where we saw you and Aitken really impress last year. And we'll get another look at Kurt Mann there in a game that has some meaning in the preseason, which we don't really get with the, the other 14 teams. Where do you see them finishing, Pete? Yeah, um, I see the Dragons, um, actually, I think they will make the eight. I think last year's experience uh, finishing um, eighth, I think, will hold them in good stead for this year. And with the experienced uh, purchase of Lafay and, and Mann, I think, will help a great deal. And Russell Packer will be coming back into um, first-grade calculations as well. Um, I think they'll finish sixth. Um, and, yeah, you're right about the charity shields. It used to always be start off in a big fight. Back in the old days, but yeah, there's usually a bit of passion there, and um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. It's uh, it's about time the Dragons won it back. They've only won three of the last ten, I think. So, and they're without Mossy Masoy also, who's who's gone with a cruciate um, injury, which is unfortunate. So I believe he he's out. Well, if not for the year, certainly long term. Andrew, what do you make of the Dragons um, heading into this year? Uh, I like I like Lafoy. I think he's got great potential. Um, man, for me, he's still a bit yeah, untested. And um, Masoy, I think that's a pretty big loss. I think uh, Pete's being rather optimistic. I, I I don't see them making the eight. I feel they took our rightful spot in the eight last year, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a bit dirty on it. But um, no, I mean I think they'll be better than last year. Um, as a team, but I think the 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 comp will be better. So I think everyone else has gotten better, and they've kind of just gotten a little bit better, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, the worst team last year still won a third of their games. I don't know if that happens this year, but of course we get some of the some of those teams over the next couple of weeks. Look, I agree with you. I don't I think. That, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I mentioned about inside knowledge. It is still apparently to be decided as to whether Dugan is going to play fullback or centre. This year, the, the word is that he wants to play centre, and that would mean that Man would go to fullback. So that may have an impact also. Is, can Lafay play fullback? Uh, he has played some fullback before. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. I mean, you got you and Outgate, and there Kurt Mann's come up. You know, Peter Matauti or Matauti, I should say, um, is there. Lafay and, and Dugan wants to play centres. Is this is odd. Look, I would have had Dugan as as a guy to look at at fullback, but he's got to play fullback, super coach wise. You, you, yeah. There's no point having him at centre. Like we mentioned about Blake Ferguson last week, if the Saints are to have any chance, they need their fullback 
Dugan, who can't really be anyone else, to really step up and almost play like we saw Jared Hayne back in 2009. Yes, they'll be competitive because defensively they're strong. They've got a decent forward pack, um, which helps you when looking at, at Supercoach players because you want these teams that at least are going to be fighting it out in those later rounds. The last thing you need is teams dropping off, you know, after Origin, and and not playing with any for any real reason other than pride, because you'll see the injuries so suddenly are forcing these players out where otherwise they'd play with them. You're losing key players right at the key time of your season when when you're running out of trades, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I don't think you have that fear with the Saints, but I don't think they make the eight. I think they finish tenth, just outside. Um, probably not a lot to like Supercoach-wise. Maybe Jack DeBellin. I thought he was good last year, but his price has adjusted accordingly. Um, Ewan Aitken, the same thing you can you could say with him. His price is a little bit a little bit difficult. I do like Josh McCrone. Uh, uh, very much a cheapy, 133,300. Um, he can play hooker, he can play in the halves. Any injuries, he becomes a must-pick-up. I'm not saying put him in your lineup today, but he should be on your watch list and um, I guess the guy that would be interesting coming back um, from Parramatta via the English Super League, um, who does play fullback and did do some decent things two years back, is Adam Quinlan. Uh, so he's one also to put on your watch list, considering um, this news about Josh Dugan that Pete's telling us. The other guy coming up from uh, over from Manly is um, Dudamus Louis. Now he's a guy who's a little bit underrated, you know, a bit under the radar probably overpriced at this stage, but he was good at the nines and he seems to be one of those guys that, that keeps getting better uh, the more games he played, his plays. So, yeah, I like could the way be he, yeah, I, I liked him at Manly. He, um, he, the only his downside was his work rate, but with, uh, with the interchange, it might, you know, his work rate might have to increase and he might be a, a good find this year. Yeah, and, and, and you can't discount Gareth with it. It's, I know 365000 that's not a bad price for a goal-kicking half. So, um, you know, he's not the worst option there either. Let's keep moving on to um, the Rabbitohs now. And, um, Ryan, back to you. How do you see Souths going after a downly year last year? They get Sam Burgess back. Um, maybe things back on the rise for them. How do you think their season will go, Ryan? I think they'll definitely make the eight, um, but in the, in the lower half. Uh, um, not sure if yeah, if the whole Burgess thing is going to be the um, the shot in the arm. They were, they're thinking it is like he's definitely a great player, but you know he can't play every position. Um, look, I think obviously Inglis is is going to be key. Um, and both George and Sam Burgess, of course. Um, the one who I think will um, make some big waves, and I'm talking super coach wise as well, is Cameron McInnes. Um, I know Damien Cook's probably going to grab the nine to start with, but he's definitely not going to, they're not going to play him through 80 minutes. And I think come mid season or um, maybe perhaps even touch earlier, I think Cameron McInnes will, will have that starting. Spot. Well, I'm just wondering, does McGuinness, is he the incumbent? Does he get round one purely on the fact that, you know, he was there last year? Yeah, it's hard to keep out a guy who was quite impressive for the Bulldogs, though, um, in pressure situations. They they both were very good at, at the nines. I thought Cook 
you know, looked like he had the inside running early. And McGuinness, he was pretty strong too. Um, you know, scored scored a nice try there at one stage. He's not going to go down without a fight, is he? And two twenty eight thousand, it's it's a nice price. Another one yeah. of those hookers that's very, you know, probably undervalued. Yeah, it's a real nice price, and it could look. It could be one of those things where you go for mid priced um, hookers for your for your team. Well, we would talked about it earlier, didn't be we? One of them. Yeah. Um, all right, Andrew, um, can South get back? Get back in there, back in the top four or better. No, I think um, they've probably their roster's been a bit weakened. If if anything, I mean Sam Burgess is great, but I mean they lost uh, Tim Grant and and Glenn Stewart and Dylan Walker. So I mean they've they've had a few losses. I mean, like I said, Sam Burgess is a great pickup, but uh, like Ryan said, they can only play one position. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll, they'll make the eight, but. Again, they won't they won't push for the premiership. I don't think. Um, one a player I do like. I mean, apart from the obvious Burgesses and 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 Inglis, uh, Paul Carter. He's hundred sixty five thousand, hundred sixty four thousand, yeah. something like that. Um, one sixty four four hundred. Yeah, keep an eye on him. He's a, he's a. I mean, he, he got thrown out of the line by South last year, and I I, I like the way he plays. Um, he can play hooker or. Uh, in, in the back row, which, I mean, depending on how they're doing for hookers, they've got two, obviously. Mm, which but no but no obvious, as we said. You know, yeah, he, so, I mean, I mean, he could... I mean, he can sit on the bench and play back row, somewhere in the backs or in, in, yeah, in, in the front row somewhere. So, yeah, I think he's a good option. And also, can't discount uh, Reynolds, you know, goal-kicking half, who's, you know, got yeah. all of a sudden got... Sam Burgess on his outside, he might you know lift his line break assists and try assists. So it, it, not everyone's going to have Adam Reynolds. So he's probably a, a decent option at around forty five thousand. Could be a point of difference. It, it's one of the best value goal kicking halfbacks you can get. Oh, so, he doesn't miss, does he? So you it's, know, it's two three, points every time. Three forty five. I mean, you know, you're paying a lot more for a Sean Johnson or a Jonathan Thurston. That's you know. correct. Um, I already mentioned, you know. Saints having to play well off the back of Josh Dugan. I think Souths, if they're going to have a good season, it's on the back of Adam Reynolds. So that even, you know, steps him up again. I know Inglis is there, but Inglis, super coach wise, I don't really know if he's if someone worth owning because he's so uh, up and down week to week. It's hard to predict. Um, but Reynolds, I think, you know, if Souths are to go well, I think they're going to need him, which means he'll outperform his price there. Um, and Carter, there's something about him at that price. So he's got to be at least on your watch list, dual position player. And, and you know, no Chris McQueen, no Isaac Luke. There's some opportunities there. And obviously Sam Burgess, I think at 423000 he's worth owning. He maybe he doesn't come back as, as well as did last, no, two years ago, but still pretty good. I do think they'll make the top four, uh, but, but just, I, you know, I think, I think you look early on in their... Um, in their draw, they've got some big games. Teams like the Roosters in week one, the Dragons in week three, the Bulldogs in week four, Manly week five, and then the Roosters again in round six. These are games that, no, no easy games, but they could win a majority of them. There's none of those, especially the way the Roosters have gone in the off-season, that it looks that bad for them. And I think that will be the key of how they uh, continue on because round seven and eight, they, they go back back-to-back with the Cowboys and the Broncos. So you'd you want to be on a roll heading into those two, and then it gets a little easier. But that that would be the key for them. What do you think, Pete? 
Yeah, they're a hard mob to, to pick. Um, yeah, it's a great acquisition. It's, it's all been said, you know, the great acquisition, Sam Burgess, but the others walking out the door at the same time. And not only that, but there's rumours of a bit of player unhappiness about that whole thing. Um, and I'll tell you what, the the uh, Rabbitohs didn't look too good towards the end of last year. I just didn't think they um, that things were, were going too well there for them, either on-field or off-field. I... I hope for their sake and their, and their supporters they put all that behind it. But yeah, Reynolds is good value. Uh, John Sutton can still play two positions. He's 329,000, so maybe he's a little bit too dear. He's both 5'8 and second right, and he's, he's going to be still around. Hmm. Um, he played very well last year, and super coach wise, he was you know a surprise um, weapon until an unfortunate injury. Yeah, that's right. No, he's he's, he's class and. Yeah, the Rabbitohs, oh, for mine, they're going to finish in the top eight. Um, a little hard to pick, but I'm, I'm going to pick them at, uh, for seven. All right, guys, just the Sharks to go in this uh, segment of our season previews. Of course, we'll go through the other eight teams over the next two weeks. But, Ryan, I'll throw it back to you, a team that, well, they dominated the nines until... They suddenly got beaten by Canberra and, and didn't realise that they got knocked out because of four and against, which unbelievable, really. They, they they could have kicked the field goal, even though they were down by, I think, 12 and made the finals and no one knew. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is a team that, on paper anyway, looks like could be the big improvers. And they were already good last year. Yeah, look, I, I think they will improve and I think they'll probably go close to finishing top four. They might not finish top four, but they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, look, obviously the big pickup is James Maloney. Um, and now we know Jack Bird um, played last season. He played it, most of it in the 5'8 role. Uh, he's going to probably be shift to centre um, for this season. And I think that if he gets the early ball, then I think he'll be pretty damaging out wide. Um, the other two, obviously, uh, Paul Gallon is a, you know, he's he's just mentioned full stop because he puts up so many points um, despite his price. And the other guy who really came on last season, I thought personally, um, would be Wade Graham. Yeah, he was outstanding last year. And the price is still decent, 377800 I would ask you about Gallon, but do you wait on him? He's at just under 500000 499500 yeah. Do you have to wait? You're going to you're gonna have to wait. I mean, it's not... It's not really a value, like I know it's not a value pickup, and it's, but it's not even worth risking that amount of money early on. Um, you may as well just wait because if he takes a you know a couple of rounds to get going, then his price is going to drop obviously, and you, yeah, it's just smart. At some smart point, tactics. he's going to drop, whether it's early, whether it's at Origin, and then he can pounce. Andrew, what do you make of it? And and I guess one name Ryan didn't mention, Andrew Fafita. What you know, what do we do with him? I think uh, you need one of them in your team. Um, I, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in the same camp as Ryan. I think um, as good as Gallon is, he just it's ridiculous money. I mean, if he's mm. worth it, but it's ridiculous money. You just got to you got to wait. He's not going to break even um, the first three rounds, and his price will go down. I'll stake my reputation on it, Paul. <laughs> I think I think yeah, safe, safe on that one. <laughs> yeah. um, any any other players there? Where do you think Cronulla's going to finish? Do they do they crack that top four this year? I think they'll they'll finish just outside the top four. Yeah, fifth's probably right for them. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, 
Maloney is, is again one of those guys who you know what you're going to get, you know, goal-kicking half. Um, every now and then he, he has an absolute screamer, but every now and then he doesn't. So it's a bit, uh, supercoach-wise, it, he's a bit rocks and diamonds, but um, for the most part he's, he's worth having a, having, having a look at as a point of difference because, again, not everyone's going to have him. How, how do you think he'll go under Shane Flanagan, a lot more conservative coach than perhaps he's had either at the Roosters or the Warriors? Um, it might be a bit different. I mean, uh, he was pretty familiar with with Pierce. I mean, and mm. you know, he had a bit a lot of faith in him. So, I mean, he's got to yeah. work out a new com- uh, combination with uh, Chad Townsend, and, and he, do- he won't have the class. I mean, he won't have the class of, like of Jennings or or a Ferguson outside him. So, he's got a, a a little bit more on his shoulders, I guess, and you know, super coach wise. So, uh, again. Just, I guess, just wait and see. Hard to have initially. We do have to wait and see. What do you make of the Sharks' um, yeah, potential this season, Pete? I think the Sharks, yeah, they had a good year last year, uh, apart from the, the final game in North Queensland where they just capitulated. But um, I think they're going to do extremely well, actually. I think they've, they've uh, recruited very well with the the purchase of James Maloney from the Roosters. I'm a big believer in uh, having a player who's won a premiership in your team in order to win another one. And, you know, the, the growth of these young guys like Valentine Holmes, what a revelation, along with Jack Bird, um, will do extremely well. And this might be, who knows, it might be Gallon's last year with the Sharks. And so they'll have a little bit of extra motivation. Um, in terms of super coach. For me, it's hard to, to go past. You know, I, can, I know he's pretty expensive, Valentine Holmes, but you know, it's, it'll be interesting actually for the for the Sharks to see who's the goal kicker. Um, Holmes can play a couple of different positions uh, with Michael Gordon gone. He's, I think, he'll more than likely be fullback. Um, but no, the Sharks for mine not only going to make the top four, but I think they'll be in the top two. Um, I'm picking them for second for this year. I think they're. They're ready to have a very big year. Yeah, wow. Look, I, I, I agree with sort of Pete, uh, with so Ryan and Andrew. I, I think fit's probably the right spot for them. Although it wouldn't shock me at all if they finish top four. And I think they'll, if they finish fifth, there'll be a gap between them and, and sort of six, seven, eight. So I, I do think they'll be right up there. Um, I, I'm always concerned with Cronulla. I'm not sure if Flanagan's the right fit for them at the moment where they're trying to push for a premiership. I'm not sure if he has, you know, will he find the ability to be a bit more aggressive and play a bit more outside the box because I think that's what's going to get them over the line. I think right now they're a good team. They're well, you know, well um, drilled. But I don't know if that's going to get them to a premiership that they so crave there at the Shire. I agree with Ryan. Wade Graham's definitely the guy to own there. Um, he was so good last year. I think Gallon and Fafita, maybe you can wait. At some point, you might want them in. You've got to watch. And I'm not sure about Maloney or Townsend or even Holmes with the off-field stuff there. And Jack Bird, for mine, needs to be back in the halves or in the back row to be considered at 365000 I think too expensive for a centre. Uh, I do like some of the younger players, as I have, you know, for a couple of years now. Ricky Luatelli at 290, Sia Fekir at 236. I think you might get some value out of them. But um, overall, a team that, you know, you might want to have a few players that you're owning, but um, maybe maybe you sort of 
not looking at them too strongly because of there are some unknowns. Well, guys, that's about it for the podcast. Um, we do have a tweet. Remember, you can tweet uh, tweet us there or follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pro, Supercoach P R O S. Um, Shane Errington writes in, what are your thoughts on Ben Matalia? Uh, Ryan, I'll throw it to you, f- you first. You know, this is a guy we've always liked um, here at Supercoach Pros in the past, but 389000 it is expensive, does play two positions. Um, w- what do you think about Madalino's prospects uh, this year? Yeah, look, I think he's, a, yeah, obviously he's a great player. Um, and that price is just uh, it's sitting there where you could definitely take it, but, geez, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Um, look, I'd probably say you just wait on him and see how it goes for the first um, first few rounds and then go for it after that. I think you can put him on your watch list, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, maybe a touch too expensive, Andrew. Do, do you agree? Oh, I might go the other way here just to play devil's advocate. I mean, he 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 fell away badly last year, but, but I mean, that, that was no coincidence. That's when Sean Johnson did his, his injury and the Warriors' wheels fell off. Um, I think he's uh, a keeper this year. I, I uh, It is noted that he did a lot of his damage in the uh, front row when he went to the uh, back row. That's when I don't think he made as many points, so... It all depends on where he's playing, but Good yeah, I, I think potential potential keeper there, uh, potential to price to go up, and it, again, all depends on where he's playing. So front row keeper, second row, eh, uh, <laughs> to wait and see. Yeah, it's interesting, Shane. We're going to go deep into the Warriors in a couple of weeks' time, but they're the type of team that I like. There's a lot of players I like. And last year we saw, I think, for most of the year until Johnson went down, I think they had seven in the top 100 Supercoach players, which was easily the most of any team. So if you, if there's one team to revolve your Supercoach around, it's them. They don't have origin issues. Um, a lot of good players, often at a reasonable value. Manolino's maybe a little high at 389, but Andrew is spot on in saying if he's playing in the middle third, you're safe with him at that price because he'll... He'll come through for you. It's whether he plays uh, in the back row, which we don't expect with Hoffman back, Odin Thompson back, Simon Mannering there. You know, that's when maybe his numbers drop off a bit. And of course, follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros and like Shane and like Sambo Rambo before him. You can send us a tweet. We'll give uh, we'll give you our responses. And uh, make sure you go to the website. Very important at this time of year. Get all that info, www.supercoachpros.com. That is it for the show. Uh, Ryan, thank you very much. First uh, show back for you. No worries. Good to uh, yeah, good to get it under the belt. Andrew, thanks again. We'll see you next week. Pleasure, mate. Always, uh, always good to talk footy. And Pete, thank you very much as well. That is it for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. Or look, also go on the website www.supercoachpros.com. I am Paulie G. We'll see you next Tuesday for another edition of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. Bye for now.